0: what's up guys it's jay crypto once again and i'm not a financially registered advisor welcome to the channel i got some wicked exciting news for you guys today and exciting bullish but mostly to update you on what's going on in crypto and in blockchain so first off again i'm not a financially registered advisor and cryptocurrency in the short term can be very volatile and uh or just in general, it can be very volatile. So that's kind of my feel on that, guys. But let's get right into it. Alright, so Bitcoin bear market in sight. This is a question a lot of people have. This article goes over a couple charts and some really valuable information. So you don't get tricked, but you also can make educated decisions when investing into Bitcoin. <laughs> Blockchain analytics from Glassnode is weighing in on the supply dynamics of Bitcoin. Okay, this is just one metric. And how long-term holders, so people that are in it for the long term and have held it for, for the long term, are reacting to the most recent crypto correction, guys. In its latest newsletter, and uh, Glassnode highlights that hundreds of thousands of BTC have moved hands in the last 30 days as the flagship cryptocurrency, meaning Bitcoin, lost around 50% of its value from the all time high of 64,000. Over the last month, a total volume of 160,700 BTC has been spent from e liquid state back into liquid circulation. And I get it, guys, this sounds like a lot. But what's important to note is that this 160,000 Bitcoin represents only 22% of the supply that moved the other direction from liquid to e-liquid since March 2020. This means that of the 744,000 Bitcoins um, that were withdrawn to cold storage or equivalent over the last 14 months, 78% of that in the last four months have remained unspent during this recent volatility. So let's go right into this one because this was pretty valuable. Despite the influx of Bitcoin into the market, the Crypto Insights platform notes that long-term holders are beginning to buy back after selling some of their BTC in the first five months of 2021. I do not get tricked, guys, I'm telling you. The supply held by long-term holders, LTHs, long-term holders, has started to accelerate upwards. What does this mean? After a period of long-term holders distributing coins as the market rallied from 10,000 all the way up to 64,000, the net change in long-term holder supply is now in a firm uptrend, guys. That's hodling behavior. Glassnode also points out that the shift in behavior of long-term holders is uh, reminiscent of their activity during the previous bear market. Yet again, we see that the fractal is similar to the late 2017 bull and early 2018 bear markets. This fractal describes the inflection point where long-term holders stop spending and start reaccumulating and hodling. What are now considered cheap coins. Guys, Bitcoin is at 34,000. And these long-term holders, which we'll see right here. So if you look at this chart, long-term holder net position change. All right, so when it's green, it just means that they've been buying more and accumulating. And when it's red, it just means that they're selling or putting off Bitcoin. So as we can see, you know, you had some accumulation right here. And this was, this was in 2016. So before the first bear, or while the bear market was kind of happening. And then as the prices went way up, long-term holders because these are long-term holders only started to sell all right and then as we can see during the bear market long-term holders will buy cheaper coins because they believe in it and then through the last final capitulation you can see that they started to accumulate a little bit more and as it went back up boom another sell-off and as it went back down another accumulation and then a sell-off and then accumulation up to the bear, up to the bull market, and then we start to see the volume of, um, you know, sell-offs kind of happen. But if you guys notice, even in this huge spike from around, I think it was thirty thousand all the way up to sixty thousand, the volume of long-term holders selling their Bitcoin started to significantly decrease. And right now we're at about 34,000 and we can see a huge uptrend for long-term holders buying the dip of this market, okay? In other news, I covered this the other day and I just wanted to let you guys know that you guys can watch it right here, but this is big news, guys. In fact, this is some of the biggest news of the day bill to make Bitcoin legal tender passes in El Salvador. And the president says it goes into effect immediately. He said clarifying that the government would allow 90 days for the infrastructure to be put in place. He tweets, the Bitcoin law has been approved by a supermajority in the Salvadorian Congress. 62 out of 84 votes for Bitcoin. History has been made, guys. He said that accepting Bitcoin would be mandatory for all businesses. They have to take it by law. The purpose of this law is to regulate Bitcoin as an unrestricted legal tender with liberating power, unlimited in any transaction and to any title that public or private, natural or legal persons require carrying out. This is what the bill reads bill includes a list of interesting proposals and these are pretty interesting such as a zero capital gains tax on bitcoin tax payments allowed in bitcoin and economic agents must accept bitcoin as payment when offered by whoever acquires a good service a good or service so what do you guys think if you make a lot of money through bitcoin you might think about applying for citizenship over here Now, that being said, we still see a lot of FUD in the market, but before we get to that, this has sparked a huge revolution of countries, congresspeople, and government officials declaring that they do see, on the flip side of the FUD, uh, a little bit of a relief in El Salvador passing this bill, as this has given them the courage to stand up for their beliefs in bitcoin so paraguay may be the next to court crypto business with july bill paraguay uh, congressman carlos rajala hopes to draw crypto businesses to south american nation with a new bill next month next month paraguayan congressman carlos rajala plans to present a bill to attract international mining companies and other crypto businesses On Monday following the announcement that El Salvador would introduce a bill to allow Bitcoin to be treated as legal tender, Rahala tweeted a photo of himself with laser eyes and a sentence about this project. Okay. The announcement prompted me to not be afraid and to think that this can be real in my country as well. Miami. Coin and Voting with Your Tokens. This was a very interesting article, guys. I'm just going to play a couple of seconds here uh, so you can check it out. Uh, Thank you, Isaiah, and thank you for this opportunity. And again, welcome to Miami-Dade County. It is a personal goal of mine to really... By the way, this is the um, Miami-Dade County Commissioner. ...transform the county into the crypto county of the world. What do I do? You know, I always say that government has a tendency to be very reactive, proactive, and in this instance, I want Miami County to be very proactive. Uh, you know, listen, the city of Miami Mayor, Mayor Francis Suarez is certainly the leader on this charge, and he's done a phenomenal job of drumming up interest and actually creating tangible results from his work. Um, and I, as a lawmaker, want all right guys so feel free to watch the entire thing but this is bullish for crypto and for blockchain now with that being said not everybody is for crypto and blockchain especially when you know it doesn't affect their industry the best (laughs) so let's check out this article which says after Googling it, the Commodity Futures Trading Commissioner, all right, these are Commodity Futures guys, so CFTC boss says that decentralized finance is a bad idea and probably illegal. All right, so decentralized finance is a bad idea and probably illegal. All right, Mr. Commissioner. Let's see a quote by him He says, not only do I think that unlicensed DeFi markets derivative instruments are a bad idea, but I also do not see how they are legal under the CEA. Unlicensed, he says, meaning free, free DeFi markets. Let's go down. Given the explosive growth of this sector, federal regulators should become familiar with this new technology and its potential uses and be prepared to protect the public against its misuse. Guys, we see this all the time. When Ever, someone's threatened by blockchain or cryptocurrency, they always use the fear, the scare tactic, and say, "You know what? This is this is gonna hurt the public. This is gonna hurt. Be misused to hurt the public." And though there are scams and there is rug pulls and there's a lot of things in crypto that you need to be careful of, you guys cannot get fooled by this. All right. He then goes on to say that. Um, he warned that the emergence of the unregulated entities from the shadow banking system may result in competition with regulated entities, leading them to assume either more risks in order to generate higher yield, or to seek less regulation to level the playing field. In my view, it is untenable to allow an unregulated, unlicensed, meaning free, do not get confused guys, a free derivatives market to compete side by side with a fully regulated and licensed derivatives market, meaning not free. Okay? So let's move on guys. Though we have this FUD about DeFi from the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, please do not get fooled and look to two things we have huge this bull market is government, like El Salvador, and institutions big businesses behind the scenes doing things that are literally implementing crypto and blockchain so do not get fooled my friends do not get fooled amazon job listing seeks DeFi experience an amazon job announcement is looking for a candidate that is passionate about blockchain and decentralized networks amazon has listed a job posted in the title of the job says head of product blockchain that is looking for an individual who is passionate about decentralized networks. Do you want to define the future direction for how Amazon Web Services will enable customers to solve problems and innovate with blockchain technology across a wide range of industries and use cases? the post. In May of this year, decentralized finance hit an all time high in total value locked in just under $90 billion, guys. $90 billion. That is ridiculous. The all-time high in May. So just remember, you know, as governments react, remember what um, our friend over here said? Governments will be reactive to this technology, especially if it threatens their industry or position or field. And don't forget, guys, the long-term holders... The big money, the smart money, when these dips happen, when the fear sets in and people sell, the people that are buying the Bitcoin is the smart money, guys. Potentially, the people in our government or institutions. And to that effect, let me go to this next article, which is going to blow your minds. Have you heard about this? Biden's Biden, President Biden's top antitrust advisor is a Bitcoin millionaire, guys. White House advisor holds over $1 million in Bitcoin. Famous for coining the term net neutrality, U.S. government advisor Tim Wu holds investments in cryptocurrency. So he had to report this, guys. He had to report his earnings and his holdings. He maybe didn't want to report them, but he had to. Tim Wu, a member of the National Economic Council in the U.S., holds Bitcoin and Filecoin. His financials revealed that his cryptocurrency investments account for more than 25% of his assets, guys. Tim Wu serves as a special assistant to President Biden on technology and competition policy. Uh, so while the people at our government are telling us that DeFi is risky, it's bad, it's not good, it's gonna not protect the average person, you have people. Buying cryptocurrency in our government, Wu recently filed a financial disclosure revealing that he holds between 1 million and 5 million in Bitcoin, as well as between 100,000 and in Filecoin, guys 25% of his total assets. In some altcoin news. Polkadot ready for Kusama parachain auctions. Polkadot may finally unleash its enormous potential through this. Kusama is ready to host parachain slot auctions. This has been a big, big development for Polkadot. A lot of of speculation about this event, and it's finally happening. Kusama will host parachains before auctions go live on Polkadot. The auctions will last for five weeks and determine which project gets to operate a parachain on the Canary Network. Polkadot's founder Gavin Wood has announced that parachain auctions on Kusama should take place from next week. More on that later. And then, in other altcoin news, what is Polygon? Well, if you haven't heard of Polygon, Polygon has made a major explosion in price recently and a major explosion in adoption as well. Polygon is described as Ethereum's internet of blockchains. Polygon previously Matic Network is an infrastructure solution designed for Ethereum scaling. Polygon's technology moves Ethereum dApps onto a system of connected blockchains, such as Polkadot, that retain the Ethereum network's security and ecosystem advantages. Polygon's success is built on the network's partnerships, increasing adoption from high profile projects and high availability across traditional crypto exchanges and DEXs the Ethereum scaling problem. While Ethereum does run faster than other proof-of-work blockchains such as Bitcoin, its overall transaction per second, TPS, remains low at around 15 transactions per second. In order to continue scaling, many projects are exploring Ethereum-compatible blockchains that mitigate Ethereum's limitations without moving away from the network. A key issue is that no specialized framework exists to build such blockchains, nor is there a protocol that can connect them all. This leads to a, complica- a complicated development process and, proce- and p- poses the risk of ecosystem fragmentation. So, how does Polygon fit into all of this? Polygon Matic is a layer two solution with sharding support. If you don't know what sharding is, I suggest you look it up that seeks to facilitate mass blockchain project adoption through sidechains that offer, remember how there was only 15 transactions per second for Ethereum? Well, these sidechains offer 65,000 transactions per second and two second block confirmation times. Polygon's technology moves Ethereum dApps onto a system of connected blockchains, such as Polkadot, that retain the Ethereum network security and ecosystem advantages. So what are the benefits of Polygon, well, there's two big ones: secured chains and standalone chains. And what does Polygon do? Well, the rapid and low fee nature of Polygon ecosystem has attracted significant interest from developers that have suffered under Ethereum's periodically <laughs> high gas fees. Um, a few, a few uh, upcoming videos I'm gonna do is one on Poly Market, which is another app built on Polygon. And then obvious, and then the adoption of Ave coming onto Polygon, and then something called Abagachi, uh, which is very interesting. So, all right, guys, I will get into those later on. I hope you enjoyed the video, and that's it for today. Thanks so much. Take care.